Hi, before you begin, just to be aware that some of these episodes were recorded some time ago, and there may be references in there that seem out of date. It's because they are. But don't worry, we're still live on all the social medias right now. Please reach out to us and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Wait, Where's Spock? A podcast about a father and daughter's journey through the Star Trek universe beyond the original series. My name is Amaya. And I'm Matt. And today we're watching episode three of season one, Code of Honor. Here's the Netflix one sentence elevator pitch. The leader of an alien culture takes a romantic interest in Lieutenant Yar, or Lieutenant as we say in this country, and claims her for his own to the dismay of his wife. Oh, it's like, it's like my life. Yeah, Lieutenant Yar. So you remember who Lieutenant Yar is? Yeah, the security officer. The security officer, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, we, I think this is going to be... You know, I wonder if it's going to be a lot more Roddenberry... Um, you know, sex fest movies. Yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, obviously, initially, it's uh, not sounding great. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is very... I mean, uh, it's ringing a lot original series, this episode, isn't it? Yeah... I guess, yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But it's just going to be, I don't know, the dude's going to be like, oh, I'm, she's mine now. And Lieutenant Yard's going to be like, no. And then it's just going to suck for the rest of the episode. It's just going to be. <laughs> yeah. Just um, shitty. Yeah, maybe this is the comedy episode. No, we had the comedy episode last episode. It was kind of the comedy no, episode. No, not a little bit, I guess. It was pretty comedy. You know, you had it was, drunk Picard. Yeah, I guess. And- but it's like, yeah. I feel like there was too much, like, it was trying to be too sexy to be funny. I don't think this will be a comedy episode. Hmm. Yeah, all right. Um, so let's go out to 10 forward and sit down and watch this episode. And we'll be back in a moment. Okay, we're back from watching the episode, Code of Honor. And so we did know it was going to be a sexist episode, but we got a cheeky little bonus racism in there. Which was fun. Oh yeah, had had everything. Had uh, you know, did good uh, a good bootload of uh, racism uh, combined with a little uh, little slather of uh, misogyny as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, still feeling like the original series. Um, although I'm sure everyone involved thought they were um, doing the right thing. Feels like that kind of episode. It does. Yeah, it feels like they were trying to make comments about, you know, women, you know, oh, they can be tough and stuff. And uh, wasn't mm. great. I don't know if there were really any positives to this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, um... she would, like, the like the other one was cool for, like, a second, but then she kind of wasn't. That was about it. She had a cool outfit. Oh, we're talking about... Um, yeah, so we should... Uh, I suppose we should... Get into it. Discuss a bit of this. So essentially, the uh, Enterprise is tasked with the job of going to uh, Ligon 4, one of the Ligon planets, you know, I can never remember which Mm. one, um, to make a treaty with the locals there because they have, because this planet is the only planet that has uh, the vaccine and, and all the elements of the vaccine to cure this terrible, terrible plague somewhere i don't quite remember so they're met by this um delegation pretty much as soon as you see these guys you know you're in trouble i think yeah. um 
And, and there's all kinds of sort of confusing stuff here, I think, in terms of technology and culture. So, you know, we've got, and, and the writers are clearly, you can see they're already clearly trying to fit things in because um, we have a very early um, moment of uh, Wesley before anything begins. I think that's, or maybe that happens afterwards, but um, but we, we, have a, we have a little yeah. tiny sort of Wesley C story and then we've got the usual LaForge data B story with the yucks going on as well which doesn't really warrant like much discussion scene. yeah, yeah. Um, so um, so the, the 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 people of Ligon uh, want to come to the uh, enterprise they're invited on the enterprise but they um, want to transport under their own powers so they transport onto the ship and we discover they are um, dressed like a sort of combination of kind of traditional African and what actually looks like Persian. Yeah. You know, sort of uh, traditional Persian Arabic, well, well, westernized Persian Arabic um, clothing. The uh, Lutan, who is the leader, has a, uh, what would, an African accent, I guess it would describe. Perhaps the actor does. I didn't look into it. Not mm. sure if he's bunging it on. Seems pretty likely. Yeah, it, it would seem... <laughs> Given the episode, it would seem that. Yeah, and, and so, if people haven't figured it out yet, these people are all black, like this, this yes, society. Yes, sorry, yes. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't, you had, I, not quite clear yet. Yeah, it, it um, no, they, they're, um, they're all um, African, African American, they're all, they're all, um, they're all black people and it's all very sort of tribal mm. and yet it's almost immediately there's these kind of contradictions about who who they are and 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 the fact that they have transporter technology which i don't know like i mean i mean if you can i mean you know just using you know let's call it common sense if you can transport matter through space surely you can create a starship or something. I mean, well, you know. I mean, I mean, I know technology is not always that simple, but yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. For a while, it was a bit confusing because they kept saying that they're you know like old Earth, but I guess old Earth could still be future Earth for us. Yeah, I mean, yes, you know, yeah. But yeah. So they um, anyway. So they uh, they are greeted uh, by um, by Picard and Riker and and uh, Troy. And a security officer, Yah, when the Lutans... A woman? Two, a, yes, well, that's it, a woman. When uh, And they're all shocked that it's a woman. So uh, here we go. Let's uh, introduce some sexism straight away. But mm-hmm. the best thing is we get to do introduce sexism with the black people. So mm-hmm. win-win. We get a nice little combination and we get a bit of racism with a little bit of sexism. And Yah steps in. You know, the, they they want to give the, the Picard the sample of vaccine, but... Yah steps in to stop this because you know security protocols, and she ends up in a sort of a sort of piss poor hap keto a keto kind of uh, move where she she takes number two down, and and the uh, and Lutan is suitably impressed and yeah, uh, as well, and and so they get to you know they get to we we get a lot of chatter after this, don't we? We we they adjourn to um, mm. I think it's the briefing room or something, and yeah. Just a lot of give sort them of gifts. Say again. Give them lots of gifts or something. Yeah, there's a kind of traditional exchange of gifts, and and then there's a lot of discussion around culture, which is all very kind of eighties. Yeah, heavy-handed, and and you know, you, I think you do need to look at this episode through the time frame. And this was was what are we in? We're in 1987, I think. So you know. I mean, and and you know, a lot of the writers in season one, as we said last uh, episode. 
that you know they're they're in this season and these are people now who are um, you know 60s you know pot you know at least 50s or 60s of this era so their concepts of things are uh, you know I think pretty basic I, f- I I feel no desire to give them a pass to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I'm always a bit sort of uh, yes yes I mean if we you I mean you know we'll. we'll I don't know. I mean... I almost feel like it would have been better if it was, like, if it was just shitty racism or whatever. But it's the fact they they clearly think that they were, like, making cool comments on stuff. Like, like, I think the thing is they thought they were making cool comments on, like, misogyny and stuff. But they kind of just put all that racist stuff in there. Like, there were kind of no comments about that. Like, it's like they didn't even think of that. They were just like, oh, yeah. And then obviously the dude that's gonna you know, kidnap the woman, you know, that they're, they're all going to be black and like, you know, cool because they're very tribal and, you know, honor and whatever. And it's like, feels like that was just an afterthought to them. And that kind of sucks. Mm. I just wanted to have a look at what kind of what kind of shows were around the same time as Star Trek to sort of give us an idea. I just got this sort of top 20 list of shows. So things like Dallas are there and Magnum P.I., the, the one standout show, actually, is probably Golden Girls, although I suspect there might be some race issues going there. I think they actually deal with racism directly in that show from memory. There were a I number feel like of Golden episodes. Girls are pretty good with that stuff. Yeah, I think they were pretty... I mean, also, you know, just old women in a show. Knight's Court, well, it was a Cheers, well, that was it. Miami Vice, well, yeah, a lot of um, Latinos with drugs. Who's the boss here? Yeah, growing pains, yeah, it's all a bit family ties, different strokes. Well, yeah, yeah. It's all, weirdly, it's, uh, it's not showing up here. I guess because it crossed over from the 80s into the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was late 80s, and, and I'm, look, you know, a decade I'm very familiar with. Yeah. It, anyway, look, I know what you mean. It, it it's it's hard to find a lot, a lot of good in this episode, and it's very early on in the show. But the, you know, they they're obviously mm-hmm. trying to show that they can deal with culture. I mean, this is the show that forever carried the baggage of, you know, the first interracial kiss with the. Uh, you know, and we had uh, Nichelle Nichols, who you know, again, and I think I mentioned this last time, did very little in that show. And they had George Takei, who again did very little in the show. And in yeah. fact, the only um, you know, uh, in quotation marks, ethnic they had on the show whose profile was really raised was Walter Koenig, or Keening, sorry, who wasn't Russian at all. He was Canadian of, I mean, I guess he was Canadian of, you know, some Central European extraction, but he wasn't even Russian himself. Possibly, you know, Leonard Nimoy as a kind of, um, you know, fairly sort of deep-practicing Jewish man, (laughs) but, you know, more... Well, so was was William Shatner. Yeah, Shatner was too. I always forget that. I always forget Shatner was Jewish. Heavily, yeah, heavily, and he was, he was like he, he grew up in a very traditional Jewish, yeah, yeah. I always forget family. that about yeah, him. Yeah, they're both Jewish, yeah. Um, um I mean, yeah. Khan, so, you know, Ricardo Montalban. Well, one episode in one. I know film. that he, I know that he was in one episode, but it, I mean, it was yeah. a, it's an important film. Oh, it is an important film. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess the character isn't you know the best, mm. but I mean, I'm sorry, they made another film with him in what 2018, 2019, and they whitewashed him, so. Yeah, well, yeah, they <laughs> hang on. They blackfaced him in Space Seed, so you know they darkened him because his name was Khan Noonien Singh. So they mm. um, they darkened his makeup for that episode. Um, he was mm. obviously supposed to be of the subcontinent of the South Asian mm. variety. Yeah. Anyway, you know, there's much chatter. There's much kind of discussion about culture and practices and things like that. 
And then Lutan kidnaps Lieutenant Yar. Yeah, well, I mean, they do the holodeck stuff first. Oh, that's right. Yes, they go yeah, to they the, go holodeck. the holodeck. Oh, where we get mm. a bit more... Oh, this is another weird one in terms of the sort of strange mix of culture. So they go to the holodeck where Yar demonstrates her fighting program to which they're shocked, you know, again, people who can transport matter through space, they're shocked that, you know, that when the holographic combatant appears, they carry on like, you know, indigenous, you know, aboriginals of the, um, whatever, 17th century who can't, you know, who think that they've have their soul taken by picture. They're shocked that, you know, how can we create a person without a soul? I mean, it's just... So, sure, yeah, so that, mixed. Like, this is this is the kind of stuff that I find very mixed in, um, you know, in this in this episode in general in this writing. You know, they yeah, they're, they're clearly very confused about who these people are. I feel their ideas about these people are really vague, and um, yeah, just really vague. Sure, yeah, because they would just try to make some traditional tribal like people, but then they also kind of had to put it in the the future so they did have transportation and shit like that it never really makes sense no also i didn't was she calling the hologram akito yes she was calling it akito but it didn't look like akito to me it looked it looked just like sort of kung fu but no but she was calling like the the hologram person akito oh was she oh i don't know i don't that's what confused me because at first i thought she was like saying like akito like they're gonna do that but then it felt like she was talking to the dude no, I was very confused. Well, anyway, they're suitably impressed with her fighting prowess. And, and of course, there's another case where um, Lutan's number two gets beaten by this hologram because it can't be real. The the weird technology that the white people have kind of um, vibe going on there, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, we get quite a bit of that. And as I was sort of stating earlier, after when it all comes down to it, Lutan kidnaps Yeah. Yeah, and due to the... Due to the shitty, because it had they had to obviously like green screen or like crop them out for the um, the fade away or whatever the transition like so Picard doesn't react at all to Yar being taken like he just kind of stands there and watches it and then goes like bridge we got a situation yeah, yeah well, he's very calm he's very calm under pressure Captain Picard he didn't make move a muscle yeah it's crazy almost. Didn't react at all. Yeah. It's as if it wasn't happening in front of him. Yeah. It's just... Yes. So then, you know, we return, we, we go to the bridge and there's even more cultural discussion between the, the crew when, you know, a bunch of white people talk about what, you know, the traditions of these honorable black people. And, and it's also just kind of, I, th- I think, really just poor writing. I mean, this is just, I think, you know, yeah. like you said earlier, it's just a poor episode. There's a lot of kind of clunky writing going on here. A lot of mm-hmm. confusion about purpose and, and the sort of drive of the story, really. It's who's driving this story at the end of the day. It's mm-hmm. just a mess, you know. Yeah. What's, what's the, what, like, what is it about? Like, is it about Yard making decisions to do things? Or is it about, you know... The guy's, like, other wife, we haven't gotten to that yet, but, like, mm. is, is it about her taking a stand, like, in her culture? Is it about... I don't what, what is it about? Yeah, weirdly, I mean, if you um. made this episode again today, it would can be completely flipped where 70, 60, 70% of on-screen time would be with Yar and the wife, 
and that yeah. the white people on the ship would be basically just kind of doing fairly, you know, fairly little, really. It would be this yeah. kind of thing about two women connecting, not connecting, sharing their similarities, even though they are, you know, as we'll discover, they've got a, they've, they're against one another. It, you would just tell it in a completely different way. In fact, you'd, you know, yeah. you can imagine telling this, you doing if you did this episode today, you would actually do the episode through the point of view of Lutan. Would you? Or the wife or something. Yeah, like where, yeah. where we, like you sort of, you know, those when you have a TV show and everything gets sort of flipped, where it's through the eyes of... Sure, but I, w- I wouldn't do it through the eyes of, like, the abuser. Well, you know, no, like... maybe not Lutan. Maybe Lutan's wife. But yeah, like his wife. Or, or, or Yah, you know, in fact. Yeah. Just maybe through Yah. I mean, Yah would be... Yeah. yeah. Yah, it's an episode through Yah where maybe she's training. We see her training first. She's not... She barely does anything. She doesn't do anything in this episode. No, she doesn't make any decisions. She doesn't... And honestly, I think this is probably the episode out of the three or four we've watched that focuses the most heavily on Picard. Like, I don't think I've seen Picard more in an episode than this one. Mm. Um, I actually got some good insights into his character this episode. You know, I haven't really before. Mm -hmm. But this is not the episode for that. Yeah, yeah, good call. I think that's true. And and they obviously tried desperately to include lots of people in this episode. They were just yeah. giving people jobs to do. Even Wesley, like, the, I, I don't know whether they're just trying to justify his paycheck. But yeah. yes, Wesley, come onto the bridge and sit down. And that's it. I'll sit at the op station. Yeah. <laughs> he does nothing. Yeah. And I was kind of expecting him to throw in an idea. Like, oh, he could yeah, have thought about that. I thought it was going to be like, he's there to hear the, overhear what they're talking mm. about. But really, so. it just seemed like the writers were fairly desperate to make sure that everyone got some screen time. Maybe they were hearing yeah. reports about how, I don't know, people like Data and people liked the, his relationship with Geordie or... Yeah, this... Fe- nah, no, it's not that. It's the fact that they still think... From they still think Data is the funniest dude on earth. They think they've just struck gold, and that like e- like even in the this scene that we're currently in, where they go back to the bridge, he's I can't remember what joke he, joke he cracked, but it annoyed the shit out of me. He said something about I don't know. He didn't understand something, and then they were all like, oh, ho, 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 funny Data. What was it? I don't remember, but yes. Yeah, who knows? Uh, yes, uh, terrible jokes, and by a beloved, you know, character on Next Generation. Of course, we need to uh, understand. Never, not my particular taste. I did quite like Geordie. He uh, actually thought LaForge was one of the best characters on Next Gen. Jo- I'm, I'm enjoying Geordie. He, 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 like, he's got a lot of charisma. Yeah, um, and he's obviously. sensible, and yeah, you know, he's competent. He's got, he's great. He's like, one, yeah. he's he's one of the best characters on the show, I think. Yeah, because he's like, he's fun, but like, he's. He, he he does his job and when he's when they're like do your job he's like yep on it yep. And just like he, he makes a like I, I understand him as a starfleet officer yeah um, yeah for sure anyway yeah so then they get after initially trying to threaten and and then with shooting photons a thousand meters off the surface which is clearly more like 30 kilometers off the surface according to the effect on screen and, and then much discussion about the cultural values of of Ligon. they realize mm-hmm. that they they have to engage culturally with these natives and and ask pleasantly for yar's return and um, because they, they need de- patience yes patience is very important with these people because they measure time differently than us i just threw that in there because that's probably another thing they do and we know this is important because of course Dr. Crusher uh, enters the fray because everyone needs something to do to say, we desperately need this vaccine, Jean-Luc. I cannot replicate this sample. You need to get it directly from them. So hence the stakes have, have, have risen and there's yeah. no getting out of this. They can't just bomb their way out and transport you out. They're going to have to engage. Yeah, it feels like they were just 
throwing in a couple too many things in this like like i mean ya could have been the conflict anyway like 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 being like making sure that ya wasn't murdered could have been the conflict you don't need the vaccine to be a conflict yeah really. i mean it, you could have just not handed over the vaccine like rather than not replicate it you you could have i mean if they desperately need the point is they desperately need the vaccine what's the obstacle to the vaccine in story terms yar is the obstacle so um you have but do you need the vaccine at all well then why do they need to be there aside no yes aside from an initial reason to be there but but honestly actually what i thought was happening because i didn't like i heard the beginning but i i didn't realize it was like a people are dying we need the vaccine now i thought it was just that they'd heard that this planet had like a vaccine for a disease that was ever around so that they would go and try to get it just for future stuff for medical reasons obviously their starfleet but like i didn't realize it was like a desperate right now thing but i don't know why it needed to be because you just need a reason for them to be at the planet but then yar is the reason for them to stay there and that's the like you know we don't want her to die mm. isn't that good enough yeah, yeah, clearly that would be. I mean, if they had to then, you know, I mean, they could have just, you could have just taken the vaccine, then Yar was taken. But then what would stop them? So here's the thing. I mean, what I think what the writers were trying to get around was, well, they could just shoot them and bomb the shit out of them and take her. Now, obviously, that's not, yeah, yeah. I mean, they had the power to do it, but they have to engage with them culturally because they still need something from them. Yeah, and I understand that that's what they were doing, but, I mean, their Starfleet, and these were this was a culture that was trying to enter Starfleet. We've had this conflict before. Even if there wasn't a vaccine, you still can't bomb them. Like, that's still not... Like, they talked about that as if, like, well, obviously we would just murder them all if we didn't need that dang vaccine. It's like, would you? That's crazy. Like, mm. I mean, I understand that they, like, kidnapped Yar, but, like, and, like, that's shit. Like, but honestly, they were kind of, like... They're like, ah, oh, just a bit of a test, and they didn't really care that much. And I mean, they, they weren't great about it, but I, I think that Starfleet would still be like, yo, you know, prime directive and everything. You can't, you know, engage violence with these people mm. unless they're going to, like, start war in space or anything. Like, they're not. So it's like, I, I didn't understand why that was a conflict. Like, that, I don't understand why that's a thing anyway. You know, like, I don't know why that was Picard's first thought. He's very violent. I think almost more violent than Captain Kirk. Yeah. He just kind of is very he's very angry about everything and he doesn't he doesn't want to deal with anyone and he just kind of wants just just he's just like, Oh, we'll just bomb them. It's easy. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think he look, he possibly is, and it's possibly partly to do with the early nature of the series, but I, I think at the end of the day the the writers are using this as a reason to not so they don't bomb everything and uh because they need otherwise they just would as in fact gets that 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 matter gets raised as a as an issue or you know it's ridiculous that we have all this technology but we can't do anything and the reason we can't do anything is because we need to be friends with these people we need to you know we need to you know be sociable and yes you would just think you know we're from the future and we we've just got higher standards and we we don't bomb people that would make more sense than some reason about a vaccine but i feel like the writer i mean look the writers are just looking for a tool yeah i know but it's not even just like the fact that they're like it's like oh they're from the future and everything's peaceful now it's like they're starfleet that that's their whole code yeah and there's these this is a society that is trying to enter well like the federation of planets or something mm, like they were in discussions no with no starfleet. no no they're not okay. this isn't they're just giving over a vaccine well, but they did they... say that they, they were like they were like in discussions with the fed like like 
they are starting a relationship. Starting a relationship, but the they're Federation. not. It's they. They're not the ones who need anything out of it. It's Starfleet that needs something from them. Sure. Yes, I understand. But like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like general Starfleet government policy is, you know, people that you, you know, you don't just start relations with like a country or whatever and. And then once you have that thing, you go, oh, yoinks. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, it's, yeah, it's this is, a, I mean, in so many ways, this episode is confused. And I think the, there's yeah, anyway, a lot going on. Yeah. So Picard and Troy beam down. I think that's it. Picard and Troy beam down and uh, confirm that uh, Yar is, uh, is okay. And that she's going to be handed over uh, immediately at this great banquet, which is put in in their honor. Uh, then I, th- I think then there's some comedy. Uh, you know, that's kind of the gist of it. And, you know, everything's good and everything's... says, so oh, okay, everything's coming well. Then we get, you know, the we get the, the comedy stylings of Data back up in the ship. And I think we get a, if we get a bit more Wesley action. But from, a, from an A-story point of view, we do discover that uh, Lutan has a, a wife, but that doesn't seem to be a big deal we do know that the women have all the we know he's up to something we know because we knew yeah. from the beginning he has a plan and it suits and somehow kidnapping tashia suits his secret little plan that he has yeah. that we we don't quite understand uh what it is but we could probably yeah. guess given that we are we are told that the women hold all the land yeah which is, that there's something yeah. to do with that i gotta say after watch finishing the episode, I still don't really understand what his plan was. Yeah, I get it. So the basically, he wanted his wife's land. Yeah, but what did what did Yah have to do with it though? So she, he wanted Yah. Oh, oh, oh! No, I understand now because yes, yes, I get it. Right, because we haven't talked about that bit. Yeah, that's fine. I just but, that, but that's me, essentially so that's... his cunning plan. I mean, he could have just sort of done that with anyone as far as I'm concerned. But, oh, I know why. Because no, he knew, he saw her skill. Yeah, that that was it. That's what confused me. I, I, didn't, I was like, I was because like, he, he was like, she'll be perfect for my plan. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what was, his, what was the plan? Right, because he was like, oh, she's strong enough to kill my wife. Perfect. Yeah, right. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> fast forward. At the banquet, uh, Lutan announces that, in fact... Uh, he's not going to give Yar back. He wants um, her to be his first one. Of course, he has a first one. It's his wife. She's not very happy about it. And uh, she challenges uh, Yar to, uh, you know, eventually a fight to the death. I can't, you know, a, 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 a call which has not happened. No woman has challenged for 200 years, and but she has a right. And so Yar finds herself caught in this situation, as does Starfleet. And, you know, what will they do? Um, there's a lot of sort of plot happenings going on, a lot of discussion with with Picard and Data and LaForge and analysing what these weapons are and analysing what these people are and coming up with a plan. What will Yard do? Oh, you're just jumping ahead, hi. Say again? I said you're just, you're just jumping ahead. Well, what happens in between all that? Well, you're at the end of the episode now. Well, what happens? But what, what's the? I mean, there's a whole lot of. I mean, I know that that's the gist, but I've got a lot of notes. Oh, okay. From hey, scenes. hey. Sorry, I didn't mean to. So, so this period I mean, of time, which is a chunk of time, it's like a good ten. It's most of the episode. Mm, no, I guess not. It's not. Like, it's halfway it's, it's, point. It's about when... two thirds of the way in because it wraps up pretty well, quickly. It's over halfway. It's, the, in. it's 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 halfway when they announce that when he's like, I'm I'm keeping Yar. 
Okay, all right. Because I checked, because I was like, how much to left of this, this episode is is there? And it was like oh, that okay. exact moment. So, all right, um, well, I'll stop. Um, because I felt like this bit, because this bit to me just felt like a lot of uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, from from the, from from him announcing the Yah thing, it's like, it's like 20 minutes of, of back and forth and them trying to figure stuff out. That's the episode, really. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, and it's kind of, it's, it's a lot of um, what you call business in in film yeah it's just a, a, a lot of business uh and business isn't very interesting i mean data made made like three new jokes in this time man he made that yeah. he made that joke about uh the obscure language known as french oh yeah yeah that's a good one which was very good um and i quite hated it he talked i mean before that he well i mean after that but he talked to he, him and geordie had a whole little comedy aside Mm-hmm. Where Data tr- tried to tell him a joke, which I actually really enjoyed because Geordie tried to run away when he started telling the joke. Like, even the people in the show don't like his humor. Mm. Like, they hate it, clearly. Mm. So, so I don't know what they're doing. Yes, yeah. So there's there's that. What are, I mean, okay, so is there anything significant? Um, well, in this? yes, because there's the stuff. So, like, he announces it, and then there's Yar, Picard, and. Troy mm-hmm. go into the other room and they'll and he's like, Oh, did you know that he was going to announce this and blah blah blah? And then like Troy tricks Yara into admitting that she was like, Well, of course it you know, it made me feel good when he said that, like which is insane. Like, I feel like the basics if this if this episode was kind of trying to do a bit about misogyny and be like, women can be strong and independent and these people just don't understand it, then that's not the best part. Like, this guy kidnapped me and I've never really spoken to him and he kind of is a dick, but he said he liked me and he's pretty. Mm. So that's made me feel good inside. Mm. Is not the best. Mm. Didn't love that. Mm. And then immediately, Yara is like, I'm going to fucking kill his wife. <laughs> like she, she was like, I won't kill her, but I can't wait to embarrass her. How dare she? And I was like, it's not her. like, like <laughs> we're really going into thing of like these women, they hate each other now, but it's like, but he did all this shit to you guys. Like you haven't done anything to each other. Mm. I feel like this is the, this is the basics of this sort of stuff. Mm. I don't know. It was just one shitty thing after another. Yeah. I mean, yes, it was. I was trying to really, um, I couldn't. Re- I mean, I've had didn't really have like vague memories of this episode, but yeah, it was just you know for me more of the same. The bit where uh, Picard obviously decides to he, he's trying to find you know he's, he's trying to inculcate himself into the good graces of mm. uh, Lutan, and they're like, "Hey, fellas, what about women? Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those women. She's she's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I understand the value of women. Yeah, because th- this this was when he. When they kind of implicated what his plan yeah, was. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's the moment when Picard goes, ah, right, I see, I get it now. I, because, of course, there's a yeah. great bit where Lutan goes, oh, no, it's the number two goes, and uh, yes, he has power, but he doesn't have... And Lutan goes, be quiet! And there's that moment of, yeah. ah, yes. And so they Picard works out that it's obviously about his first ones, his wife's property. Yeah. And then I guess this is the start of a plan. But so so what confused me about that is that so if she dies, all of her property goes to him. Yeah, it's not said. Which is how yeah. that worked in our world, so that's fine. But yes. if they're saying that all the like the in this society, the women own the land and the men own the women, I guess, or something. Yeah. But 
I would assume then that then in this society only women can own land. Like he yeah. can't own property. And you would think that Yah would get the land. Yeah, mm. because it's like or or someone else. Because like if if men could own property, then why do the only the women own the property? Like that doesn't I mean, it, yeah. like it would make sense if it was like a law that like women are the only ones that were allowed. Then it's not his. Then he doesn't get anything after she dies. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't. That was the plot, the core plot of the episode, and it didn't. They contradicted. It contradicted itself. Mm. So I didn't really understand that. I think that's why it took me a little bit to understand mm. like what he was trying to do mm. yeah but then it was like he was like oh either way it works out for me you know whoever dies yep. does it like if yeah what if yeah if yah dies you're kind of in a fucking pickle aren't you yes like, yeah, i don't see how yah dying worked out for him really no it wouldn't at all no. like unless i guess unless like his wife is not allowed to leave him and she like she's stuck <laughs> with him no matter what and so if yah dies he still gets to keep his wife so it's all the same. But she did leave him in the end. So Sure. And you can do a lot of, well, unless it's like this or unless it's like that. But hey, I can tell you, unless it's in the, um, you know, unless it's on the page or on the screen, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we we have no idea what it is and it's yeah. just guesswork. But yes, I completely agree that I don't understand why it naturally means that if he, you know, if, if she dies, he gets the land. Um, if As if, as yeah. you said, women can only own the land. And yes, he's clearly chosen Yah, as we said earlier because you know he can she can beat his wife in um hand-to-hand combat yeah there's that kind of that little thing where you know they're looking at all these i just you get i get the sense that the writers are trying to be you know uber clever here because they say look at these weapons on this wall and then what are those sort of poles there are some poles on the thing it's like okay and then the of the whatever the morning the evening whatever the the day of the fight um they hear mm. they hear something going on outside and they look through out the window and there is the his wife with a kind of oh no actually no they bring her the weapons first they so the the yeah Lutan's man bring her the weapons to choose from which look like nothing like the weapons on the wall opens up turns out they're sort of gloves with spikes like you put one on then when they look at their window they see that yes they are that you know that that the Lutan's wife is practicing in the arena it turns out these these metal rods are in fact um essentially like kind of laser fences or electrical fences which are another yeah. sort of obstacle and I sort of thinking like I had to think to kind of get what that whole mess was about. I had yeah. to think, oh, the writers are trying to be clever here and misdirect us somehow. Who cares? It's just not that yeah, there's a it, lot of that. There's a bit of that stuff that goes on and it's just kind of dumb. I mean, it's, you know, and, and probably it's epitomized in the, the, the Wesley treatment in this episode. He, I mean, the kid gets three lines or something like that. He doesn't contribute yeah. at all to any story. It's just to say, hey, remember, he's still in this episode. Oh, come in. Mm-hmm. That's right. I don't like kids on the bridge. You better come in and sit here. And yeah. oh, it's just dumb. Like, well, you know. I kind of took it honestly more as because they Picard was a pretty big focus of this episode. I took it as more of about Picard's storyline than about Wesley's storyline. Like Picard being like, Oh, like like slightly warming to Wesley and trying to mm. be a little better and try like I, I took I kind of saw it more as him and Wesley was kind of just a plot divide. Like he was just kind of there to do that for Picard. Like he didn't he was just an object. He wasn't really a person. Yeah. It, I mean it, I didn't need it in this episode, yeah. It wasn't really you, you don't have time to flesh it out to become more than that. Yeah. It was just like a couple short scenes. Um I do kind of 
I like the idea of Picard really hating kids. Like, that's fun to me. And I really wish it hung around a bit longer Mm. because he's clearly already warming to Wesley in this episode three. And I kind of want him to be... Like, this is a weird comparison. I just rewatched School of Rock the other day. Oh, Don't wow. know why. That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, weird. Because I just watched the live concert. Oh, did you? That he, that is so bizarre that he did yeah. with the adult kids. Yeah. Oh, yes. That one. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, the, oh, the wow. They can actually they still play those instruments and like, well. Oh, yeah. But. Because that was the that was what made that film great. I'm sorry to people who were here to yes, listen to Star Trek. This is that's what made that film. <laughs> that's what made that film great was that they hired like like they had the ability to just film those kids just jamming because they hired incredibly talented people and they were, everyone could play their instruments for real. Like even the dude like the original band he's in in the movie that like kicks him out. The singer in that like I recognize his voice. That's his, that's actually him singing the whole time and just in the background mm. in like. Like, they could have just dubbed someone else over him, but they just chose to do that because it, it was a great choice. Mm. Anyway. Yes. The principal in that... What's her name? Do you know her? Oh, God, I don't remember. No. Okay. Well, you would, I mean, if you yeah, saw sure, her. Yeah, sure, She's very famous. But I think she really nailed that, like, is a good person, but has become quite strict and stern for oh, some John reason. Oh, Joan Cusack. And terrible yeah, with, right. Yeah, Joan, Joan Cusack, yeah. Um, and she's terrible with children. So yeah, there's yeah. that like scene where she's like disciplining like a father, like just this tiny kid who's like, she's like crying and she's like, well, you know, you should you should know better, Emily. And she's like, oh, I'll never do it again. And she's like, all right, do you want a hug? And the girl like screams <laughs> and yeah, runs yeah. away. And it's like such a great portrayal of, she's trying, but she's terrible at it. And I kind of wish... I want more of that from Picard of like him trying to like be nice to Wesley, but kind of being awful to Wesley and like criticizing him in some ways. And Mm. that'd be fun. If if you're going to put this plot in, uh, because he's a dick to everyone else too. It kind of doesn't come off as him being disliking kids. It kind of just comes off as him treating kids the same way he treats adults. Oh yeah, the concept of um, the concept of the captain being a shit is brilliant, and it's what I remember. Yeah, I really cool. loved about the show was the idea that he's just nothing like Kirk. That he's like you know the the, the common refrain you hear about Picard is yeah, I mean I love Kirk, but it, I'd have um, Picard as my boss because he's a proper mm-hmm. um, you know a, a proper captain who you can rely on. And yeah, I think that's uh, quite true. Uh, at the end of the day. Mm. And there's there's that scene um, where he starts doing a speech about something. I think it's like exposition because he's talking about like, I don't know, like old earth culture and he's doing it to data or whatever. But then at some point he was like, oh, I'm sorry, this is becoming a speech. And they're like, oh, you're allowed. You're the captain. He's like, mm, yes. And it's just like, it kind of gave him a nice little personality of like him just being this weird stern dude that is kind of, I don't know, he's a little weird. Yep. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it. Mm even though it was just exposition. Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is weirdly about him and and not about who it should have been, which is about, uh, certainly about Yar. I mean, I I think they didn't know how to handle, I mean, this is the third episode and they didn't know how to handle ensembles. And um, essentially the key to ensembles, like any good ensemble is essentially, yeah, the show is about one main character and others contribute. I mean, looking at, you know, using the example of other examples, Buffy is a is a good example of how you utilize an ensemble. I mean, there weren't as many people in Buffy as there were in Star Trek. There were shitloads in Star yeah. Trek, but this was an opportunity for to be in the Yar episode, um, really. And if you want to have the Picard mm. episode, which I think is important, have the you know have the Picard episode. Yeah, when you're when you're focusing on someone in an ensemble, just focus on them. Like even though Picard's the main character, 
he doesn't need to be the main character of every episode. Like, you could have an episode just about someone else. Mm. He doesn't need to be central to the plot. Mm. Every episode. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, the episode. Should, should they... After this point, they go and Yah and the wife talk for like a sec, which is crazy. Then in this episode, they talk for like a second. Like they should have a, there should be a whole thing about them. Mm. But they just like, she's just like, why did you call me in here? And then Yah's like, I don't know. I don't know if she's like, you don't have to, oh, she's like, oh, you should give up or whatever. I'll like, I'll, I'm going to defeat you. And the wife, I don't know her name, Ymir or something. It was something like, it was like a Y name. Oh, she, y- y- Yurine? Yurina, something like um, that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Mm. She was like, you know, like, I've been trained in this too. Like, don't expect like a whatever for me. And Yaa's like, well, I'm not fighting for him. I'm fighting for the vaccine. But I mean, earlier she said she was fighting. She wanted to embarrass this woman. So I don't know why. Suddenly it's all good goodwill and we should just get along. But I mean, that's that's all we see from them. And then it goes to, um, actually doesn't go to the, because it's about to go to the training stuff. Well, because it goes... This, like, after this point is when um, she gets the boxes and whatever. Mm. She gets to see a spiked, poisoned little mitt. Mitten? Oh, yes. With, like, a little crow face. Uh-oh. Um, yes. And then it, I got really angry at Data at this point, and I don't know... Why you got angry at Data? What he did. I did, yeah. And Spoke. You remember when I... <laughs> he did speak. I think he. they were, like, having a serious discussion about, like, what they were going to oh, do right. and how Yaa was going to survive. He, like... And they ask him something and he says something vague and then he just starts rambling about shit. And I was just like, he should be decommissioned at this point. Like, he is completely useless. He is, in, he is inhibiting their ability to do their jobs. Mm. He gives... He barely gives them any information before just rambling about nonsense and they all have to sit there and fucking listen to it. Like, he's genuinely a hindrance. He did save the ship in the last episode. He did. Look, I, I, rem- I know. But I think, I mean, you don't need, like, an android to do that. You could get any robot to do that. I don't know. Well, they don't have... I mean, you know, the thing about Star Trek is they don't have androids. Robots. So. Right. So, of course, so they fight. Which, the arena... Oh, go on. we got to talk about that outfit. Oh, yeah. Now, this is easily mm. the best thing of the show was Yurina's uh, amazing gold lame outfit, which was insane. She looked like... you got to look it up. She, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll put a picture up on the uh, on the Insta Snaps page. Mm. A page? Is that what you call us? God, anyway. No, I'm Feeling like fine. an old man. And, um, yeah, she looks like a member of, like, Boney M., or Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's amazing. Like it's this is yeah, amazing outfit. She looks. It's like pink and gold and metallic, yeah, yeah. and it's like it's got a matching cape that they take off. Like she's a boxer yeah, when she enters that's the right. before she enters the, the ring. They like take yeah. it off of her. It's great. Yeah, it's really the good. arena was kind of cute. It, it wasn't done well because they didn't really. They clearly didn't have time to choreograph like a cool fight. No. You know, it's often just them run, jumping around. But the arena, like the glowing shit looked kind of cool. Yeah, I like the idea. Um, it gave a nice atmosphere. Yeah, I like the idea that, um, you know, there were these dangers there as well. And we, even though we know the gloves are poisoned, we have to see a spectator get hit by one of the gloves and die of the poison. And we have to... And they like, people are like, like they, they throw it out at him and they're like, oh yeah, hand that back to her. Oh, you've been stabbed. It was mm. like, <laughs> you high velocity threw a spiked glove at him. Mm, mm. Like, 
Clearly. Yeah, what did you expect would happen? Um, so they, they duke it out. The, the, fact that, um, the fact that the weapons have changed and that the arena isn't what they were expecting, I guess, or what they, I mean, who knows what they were expecting, but doesn't seem to have any effect mm-hmm. really on the outcome. No. And we know there's a plot because they've, they've prepared, they've got the doctor ready and they've got, everyone's kind of on standby and there's some kind of plan cooking in the background. So when Yar finally does connect with, uh, an interesting, he's another bad example of writing where Yar and uh, your, your, your Tina or Yorina have the same sounding name. Which is never good from a, I can yeah. tell you, from, a, from when you're trying to break things down and plot them out, you often, you often use initials to, to mm. you know, um, and so when both things start with Y, um, that can yeah. be challenging. I mean, does the name actually start with Y or did we just make that no, up? I'm pretty sure it did. I'm pretty sure it was like I Tina. think so, but... Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was Y. I feel, feel confident about that. But anyway, uh, Yar um, finally... Uh, gets the blow in, which kills uh, Urena, at which point she jumps onto Urena's fallen body and is transported away. And we think, I guess we think, ah, she's, you know, this is part of the clever plot. We discover that, in fact, the, the Doctor is planning to revive her because, you know, everyone mm. can come back from death in Star Trek. Um, so he's planning to revive yeah. her. Again, we're not really sure why. In fact, I'm not even sure why by the end of the... I mean, I guess because they don't want her to yep. die, really. Because they're good people. Yeah. We'll bomb the fucking country, though, if they don't have that vaccine. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. can't let this woman die. Right, that's what we see. That's what we should have done to get our vaccine here in Australia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, uh, Lutan... Here's mine. Because now we discover that apparently somehow he got the land... And it doesn't matter whether he has yeah. her because he's got the land. So, okay, I'm still a winner. And as you pointed out, well, this is kind of the only case where he is the winner because the woman he's fighting, you know, Yar doesn't want to be with him. His wife's pissed off. So this is perfect for him. I mean, yeah. why did he even bother coming up? He should have said, yep, here's your vaccine, piss off. And they could have said, oh, no, your wife's loving. He's like, oh, I don't care. She's dead. Bye. Oh, it's part of our oh, culture. Once someone has died, they are dead, regardless of whether you revive them. And you know, well, he didn't want to come up. They took him up by force. Oh, that's right, they did. Because um, they go, they go five to beam up, and he goes, <gasps> and they like beam up. Because yeah, you know. but then he doesn't really care once he's up there. Yeah, yes. So he goes. He uh, goes up and um, uh, discovers that uh, Urena is in fact alive, mm-hmm. and she's not happy. Unsurprisingly, she's not happy. Yeah. This. See, this confused me. So was she part of the plan? Like, was she in on it? Uh, no, in? I, I think probably what happens is that um, between the time he comes up and whatever, she has they to think about, about things. Yeah. And they go like, we saved your life or whatever. The thing that... Um, I don't know. It just seemed... They, she gave off the vibe that she was kind of in on it and that confused me. Right. Because she clearly wasn't in on it. No, I don't. I, don't, I didn't get that impression. But um, the, the other thing I didn't get the impression of was that because, you know, she's, of course, you know, upset with her husband having to, you know, trying to get rid of her. Uh, and so mm. um, uh, she reveals her um, love of uh, his uh, number two. Well, she doesn't reveal her love for his... Number two, she reveals that she, that he has some vague feelings for her, and that's good enough for her. Now, do, I don't remember him. She claims that she heard him. He yelled. Yes, no, that's a, that's a scene in the oh, fight. Oh, he did. So did in he? the fight, yeah, yeah. So in the fight, Yar almost gets Urena, and he stands up and he goes, "Urena," and then like 
Luthan, uh, right. Luthan, no Luthan, Luthan yeah. looks to him like angry, and I was like kind of confused as to like why he was really. I guess it it was because he was like, well, don't cheer for, don't don't be worried for Yurina. She's supposed to die. Yeah, right. but like he looks at him really angrily. Yeah. So that's what she's talking about when she was like, oh, I heard you call for me and, and like gives him the necklace. But it's like that just that that was the icing on the cake of things that shit me off was like if this was all this episode was trying to say something about misogyny and like men trying to own women and stuff like that. Wouldn't the better thing to do would be that she becomes her own person that she's like, actually, fuck you. I have my own land and I think I might just keep it, you know, and do my own thing. And instead she's like, I heard you say my name. So clearly you have some vague feelings towards me and uh, that's fine. Do you want to get married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was the end of the episode, (laughs) which is great. I, I choose you to be my uh, number one. So she takes yeah. the, the necklace from... No, no she, she doesn't choose own. him to be her. She, she, yeah, she takes the necklace from Lutan. Yep. She walks over to the second. She goes, I heard you call my name. And he goes, will you be my number one? And then she gives him the necklace. Yeah. Like he, he, she's her, his number one. Because yeah, she, like she needs he a man. Hers. Yeah. She, she, she has oh. to have a man. Without a man, she's, she, she, well, you know, she won't be owned by anyone. She needs yeah. to be owned by someone. Um, mm. Yeah, so yeah, agree. Another um, little um, piece of you know sexism here in the show, where for no apparent reason, you know, would not. I mean, you know, again, the answer to this would have been that she doesn't need a man. Yeah, it feels like like that stuff that doesn't feel like oh, you know, well, it was the eighties and blah. Like they're trying to make an episode about this. That is the most simple thing, like the most basic thing. Women don't want to be owned by men. Yeah. you know, like that does seem pretty. Basic. I feel like that's like the clear end of the episode it's you'd almost have to go out of your way to think of a different ending to this episode which (laughs) they did good call (laughs) i don't know how yep Uh, somehow they managed yes they managed to turn a simple ending of hey we don't need uh men at all into uh no i just need other men and i will own you even though even though you and my husband plotted my downfall yeah you knew about it you were cool with it you were were a little sad about it though so that's nice i I might date you now yeah like Mm. like 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 that's the clear setup for this culture of like of like because they said it at the very beginning it's the setup of the episode of you know women only own land the men are the ones who protect it Mm. but then the episode shows that the women are really strong and they've been trained and they're great fighters and stuff so then the clear resolution to this plot is that actually we have all the land and we're completely strong enough to protect it on our own so kind of why are we doing this Mm. like that's I don't. It was like it's clear A B C, but it's like they went A D A B F. Yes. Uh, they just it's fucked off at the end. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely problematic. Yeah. Yes. So Yah comes back, and and they all start judging him. What a what a silly man you are. What a terrible decision you have made. And, and you know, like you get to the end of a film and episode, and you think, well, what's what's the theme? You know, what's the theme of this? Mm. What's the theme of this episode? What is the theme of this episode? Who fucking knows? I mean, really? Yeah. What's the theme of this episode? Like, if what is the controlling idea of this episode? If we if we say like the last episode was about losing control, uh, and we say something like hedonism leads to trouble, you know, like even though it's mm-hmm. it's not it's you know not a chosen hedonism, it's 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 an enforced one. But if you say you know life can't be all hedonism, otherwise things will get dangerous, then what's this episode? episode about what's the meaning of it yeah it, it's genuinely difficult to think because there's 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 like the two things going on with like the stuff about yeah and like you know oh a woman insecurity and like oh all these women who are really strong or whatever on the planet 
But then there's the whole plot about, like, they just keep talking about, oh, culture and you don't understand our culture and we're different. And, mm. like, so there's just those two completely separate plots. Mm. And then I don't, yeah, I don't really, like, because at the end, Lutan, like, after all of that, he does he turn to Picard and go, like, see, you don't understand anything about, like, polite culture or something? Or does Picard say, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, what is that about? And then, yeah, because I think it was supposed to be Lutan being, like, still being cocky. And then Picard kind of goes, hm, okay. Mm. But it's like, okay, so what What did that mean? Like, like we both literally said, like, what? what? Like, <laughs> yeah. We genuinely didn't understand what he was saying. Yeah, like, what was he saying? He was saying, I think it was just, I guess it was just him. I, I guess it was like, oh, they're still so culturally different. You know, Picard feels like he has kind of won in a way. And like, you know, that they have come out the victors in this. And Lutan feels like, you know, that, that they're the simple people who don't understand anything about culture and like... Mm. That 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 they just don't that they just don't understand politeness and stuff like that still and so he's kind of come out the victor. Yes, I mean, I guess is and I so I guess the thing was that like everything just looks different from everyone's perspective. Yes, <laughs> maybe. No, no, I think you're right because at the end of the day, the end of a film and episode is the answer to the question uh, that the yeah. episode begins with, which is which should provide you with the controlling idea. I mean, that is the theory of storytelling. Yeah. So I think you're right to say that, that the, that the idea was that people are just different and you have to live with that. And yet nothing that we actually saw would lead you to yeah. that conclusion. <laughs> nothing, absolutely um, nothing. Yeah, Lutan well, was... Maybe there, were, there were a couple of moments, maybe. Maybe there were a couple of moments that yeah. made you think that but overall no i mean in theory that's a nice idea in theory to say okay what yeah. we're going to do is we're going to tell a story about how you know cultures are different and therefore yeah everything is just you're biased in your culture yeah yeah and that like could have been eyes. a it's just... really interesting idea where yeah they're both different but they both walk away accepting their differences um which i've got to say in the 20 what are we in the 23rd or whatever century we're in 24th mm. century Surely they've worked that out, right? They don't need to... I mean, I know we're not in the 24th century and we need reminding. Um, and so, yeah. therefore, the show needs to do that. But again, yeah, you don't get the impression that... What you get the impression is the smart white people with the technology come along and they outfox the uh, the silly black mm -hmm. people. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't at all skill skillfully done. And I think because... I think that's that's the issue with these two... Com they have two completely separate major plots in this episode that uh don't have it aren't going towards the same goal so it's like it starts off as a thing about culture and then it the whole episode is about like gender and then it ends with something about culture but it doesn't really it didn't it didn't have the episode to actually do anything mm. with that because it was doing something else with the episode yeah absolutely it was an so episode like, that tried to take on too much just like it tried to take on too yeah. many scenes and led with culture and then it yeah, became a gender issue none yeah. of which was resolved or handled particularly well unfortunately no. and because if if you if it was the culture thing and you you showed that both cultures are equally valid in their own ways and they're just different then you're validating a misogynistic culture which they couldn't do they had to clearly show that they were shitty mm. because that's what that plot line was about 
and it completely undermined the first plot line mm, mm, mm. because you were supposed to show that they're equal. Mm. So this is um, I think this is really interesting. Um, I found a uh, I just thought I might just do a quick search for something, and here's a little article from 2020 on one, a Star Trek you know Star Trek website saying Jonathan Frakes Riker and Denise Crosby yeah can't see Star Trek TNG's racially charged code of honor playing now. And it did remind me that this episode got heaps of flack at the time okay as well that's good yeah it 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 seems way too overt like it's i know like it's easy to go like well that was so long ago but 87 wasn't that long ago like they they did some better stuff in the original series in the 60s you know it's like you kind of it's i think it's easy to be a little blinded by that and just think well it was a long time ago i don't know it wasn't really Mm. i think i expect better of the time Mm. So, yeah, everyone thought this was the worst episode of the series, essentially. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it was a bad episode, but if this was the worst of the series, well, we've gotten <laughs> we've gotten past it. So well, from a race point of view, here. I'm not sure it's the worst of the series. Okay. from an actual episode. Yeah, isn't this it? So, apparently the original story was going to feature like a reptilian alien race, which was kind of be, meant to be sort of inspired by Japanese samurai, but then... Too high budget, didn't have Well, didn't possibly. Have the, the African makeup. theme and casting of black people for roles was brought in by the director, who was fired during oh. the production and was never hired <laughs> oh, to direct shit. another Star Trek episode again in this review. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, wow, okay, no wonder. So I mean, some shit going on. Yeah, I feel much better now. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. It's, this is a cracker. Yeah, a reptilian race would have been cool. Some weird lizard dudes. Yeah, I'll make a... Doing some weird lizard yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I'll make a note to drop this article in there because there's... In, there's bit of chatter with the um there's actually a link to a video that uh where all the <laughs> cast are talking about how embarrassing this was there's comments from um yeah. brent spiner who played data saying kind of honor was racist and the worst of the entire series Fuck yeah uh just saying that it's just terrible 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 and um yeah i mean it's um yeah. described as idiotic pure trash uh, OK Africa, which is a great um, sort of African platform for blogging and Instagram and things, call it absurdly racist. Yep, it's all those things. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a, just a terrible, terrible mess done by white people who think they know what they're doing, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And 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 that that's it. It, it it and it's quite fucked up that it was gonna be like lizard people, and the director was like, "Well, what if we put some black people in there instead?" Like that's. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, in this episode, the entire humanoid population of the planet is portrayed by African-American performers. In the teleplay, however, only Lutan's guards were specifically written as being uh, African. He left, wow. So Wes, Les Landau took over. Yeah, so the director uh, was uh, yeah fired during the production. Frakes says... So maybe maybe that makes the kind of double plot, like like kind of jumping around, not really having any guidance thing a bit... Um, Frake said the worst and most embarrassing and one that even Gene would have been embarrassed by. Well, he was there, so I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I mean, we can read. Yeah, wow, it just goes on forever. Read lines anyway. of people just saying. It yes, was, it I will. Um, I'll, I'll put a link for this up. Um, on, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll put a link in, in, the, uh, in the post mm-hmm. uh, so you can check it out because it makes interesting mm-hmm. reading. I feel much better reading that. Yeah, I mean, this is, yes, I did think it was incredibly racist. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that that feels... Yeah, 
This isn't a time thing. Um, no, because there's stuff here that even during the time people were like shocked. Yeah. Yeah, of so. course. I mean, it's what? It, nearly the 90s. Yeah, it's pretty like. It, it's yeah. it's pretty average. That's for sure. You could They could have done some cool V thing with the lizard people. Yeah, but ex- like you said, expensive, I guess. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, build a head. You only need one kind of mask. I mean, the masks weren't that great. You just, they don't have to be like full lizards. They could be just kind of like partial. Oh, they have to be full lizards. I don't want to see some dude with a lizard head and human hands. But I wonder if I wonder if by making them lizards, are you just making lizard stand-ins for? Yeah, well, maybe not. No, it's it is something yeah, no. to do with them specifically being black. That's for sure. It is. Yes, I think lizards is. I mean, what are you going to do? Then you have a bunch of people who can't make any expressions for an entire episode being the main like plot of the mm. episode. Mm, mm. Doesn't it doesn't work? I get it, but I don't think this was the solution. Mm. Um, no. Literally, just put a bunch of dumb white people in there. It's fine. <laughs> this isn't the time to be like, let's cast diversely, guys. Come on. Yeah. This is not not it. So that's it, essentially. I don't, the outcome is God knows what. Um, they do, I guess they get the vaccine. Great. And uh, But the important thing is they leave behind a legacy of racism um, with a bit of sexism mm. mixed in. And that was Code of Honor. Yeah. Well, we know it can't get much worse than that. Uh, that's good because that's... We hope. We do hope because that's pretty damn low. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm kind of glad I didn't know that going in because watching it... It would have been hard to watch. Watching it was tough. I might have even thought, you know what, let's skip it. it. Um, let's yeah. skip it because... It was already tough, it, but yeah. at least we didn't we <laughs> didn't know it was coming. If I'd remembered or known the response to it, yeah, I would have... Um, I, you know, I could have said, do we need to watch this? Is it that important if, it, if it's so terrible? Anyway, we did. We watched it. Um, and it's over. <laughs> and mm. that's good. It's good mm. that it's over. Yeah, maybe we'll get back to things that, uh, that, that matter more uh, in the next episode, episode four. Four, which I don't know what that's about either, but it's incredible to think that each one of these, um, you know, these are the origi- these aren't, you know, these are broadcast TV um, seasons, so they're all like 23, 24 episode seasons. Mm, um, yeah. Like the good old days. All right. Well, all right. Thanks, uh, everyone, for joining us today. Yeah. We hope uh, we hope you've enjoyed our whining about uh, races. But you've probably you've probably even downloaded this episode. You've probably gone, oh no, they're talking about this yeah. one. Hopefully, you listened to this before you watched the episode. Yeah, because so you, you don't really need to watch the episode. Uh, and hope those uh, hardcore School of Rock fans out there appreciated the little. Yes, you know, because I think if you can get stuff. anything out of this episode, it's the School of Rock references it's that school of rock is a great film it's such a good <laughs> that's film. what you should take away from this episode watching that song on uh, on youtube today made me think i must watch that film again it was so good yeah it's great it's great i highly recommend yeah, it school of rock that's the next episode uh coming up <laughs> okay so we will have episode four coming up next all right now don't forget you can find us on twitter and instagram at wait spock or email us at wait at gmail.com We love getting your messages, feedback, suggestions, hearing how you felt about the episode, and we might even read some of them out soon, so stay tuned. Amaya, anything from you before we go? I mean, we've got to talk about the synopsis for the next episode. Amaya, would you like to do the honours of reading out the synopsis? While in pursuit of a mysterious race known as the Ferengi, the Enterprise suffers a sudden power failure. The Ferengi are here. That's more my style. Ferengi power failure. That's this is this what I want. It. Now we're going to. Ha- Sounds like yeah, a great this is the anti-Semitic episode. 
We had the straight out racist one. Now we've got the anti-Semitics where the Ferengi stand in for the Jews. Hey, you, when you're looking for hate, you know where to come. <laughs> Star mm. Trek, apparently. Okay. Goodbye till next time. Yeah. See ya. See ya.